Yeah, I mean, hey, Finn, you want to bail Charles out? Uh, Finn will take another step forward. And I am Finnevir Avir. I told you to get the foot out of my mouth. <laughs> Why don't put your foot in the, my mouth, too? The conversation is out of current level. You got to meet someone where they are. Or de-escalate. Oh, yeah. Well, you, I certainly have my work cut out for me. <clears throat> I believe you. If you need me to hit something, just come and get me, and I can do that thing. Look, Smoot, I can finally write my memoirs. Or like our obituaries. Well, it's that's about the same thing at this point. You will never take my sense of humor. Finvera, you pull your pants down, and in your haste, you feel something slip out from your pants. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Nevertheless, under his breath, crap. Hello, foundlings. Welcome back to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. This is Chronicle 1, Chapter 71. My name is Emily. I'm your game master and host for this series, episode, session, and all of the above, as well as the person who uh, puts together all the sound and ambiance for you guys to listen to <laughs> that my players also get to hear at the table. Except you guys don't get to hear like the goofs that we have, where there's just like random cheers in the background. From yeah, those people. are just for us. Those are just those for, us. for uh, <laughs> our goofs. So... Today, I'm joined by my two only players. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, boys. Heyo. Uh, I'm Jaden, and I play Finnevere Avere, uh, the frequently frightened rogue. <laughs> okay. Um, I play a rogue, and he is escaping a jail cell and running for his life, but not without his friend. He says running. Currently, we're just standing in place, frozen in time. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. This is the Yank that Boulder skate. Do, 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 do. And I'm Quinton Ott. I play the notorious Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York, currently stuck in a jail cell. But somehow that is the far superior set of circumstances compared to what some of my colleagues are in. Yeah, it's very interesting that this time it's not Charles Smoot that's in trouble. No. I mean, everyone is in trouble. Yeah. Is Smoot's fault? No. <laughs> So I guess we'll get started. And guess what? I didn't write a recap because I was like, what, what happened? happened? <laughs> um, so let's get started then. For our party, the impending consequences interrupting the officially sanctioned execution proved to be quite, well, the problem as they have been arrested. And, well, not much happens during prison episodes except for ding through the poop. <laughs> we dug through crap. We literally took the crap. It was a really shitty episode. And Smoot got the crap beat out of him. Each of our party members were separated into their own cells, with Charles being chained to a wall, seeing that he was deemed probably the most dangerous out of all of them. The other three, harmless as flies. Flies to poop, that is. Oh, yeah, we, I got a bed and a desk and my own toilet. <laughs> Where do you get this? This level of quality in this economy. The real question is, Finnevere, how did that key end up in the crapper? Just like how my cards ended up in there. Everything just is magnetized. <laughs> Someone crit failed. 
But with Finnevere's ingenuity and some very strange roles, he did manage to find a way out of his cell. But in doing so, it seems that he has alerted the guards to his presence outside of the cell. And now, well, we're going to be picking up with exactly where we left off. Currently, Finnevere, staring into your cell, getting ready to turn in your direction, is one of the guards who is sitting at the table that is just beyond where your cell is. You can see him from around the pillar. If he turns, he would be able to see you. I'm going to let you have a reflex if you would like to try and duck behind the pillar. Yeah, I want to do that. Okay. All right. Start us off hot. 34 for a reflex. Okay. You react quickly and duck behind the pillar, but now you no longer have direct line of sight of this guard. You can hear, though, that there are footsteps beginning to approach in your direction, not necessarily to you, but as though they are running down the hall, which... If that door to my cell was like 10 feet north or south, that would make this so much easier. Yeah, maybe they designed that intentionally. Oh man, could we have just like 10% less good planning here? I think we do on our end. Your vision is completely blocked by the pillar. While the other one seems to also get up, you hear the chair scoot and he begins approaching to where your cell was. And I know that Finn was talking to this guard, and then the guard said, we got a runner. Yeah? We have a runner, yes. Okay. Can I reach the guard in front of me through the bars? He is up near the bars, looking in towards you. His attention, though, begins to turn towards the sound of his comrades shouting out to him, that someone is trying to escape. He is literally getting ready to run. Before he gets a chance to, as he is distracted and looking away from Charles, he's, Charles is going to use this opportunity to catch this guard off guard, and Charles is going to grab him through the bars. Okay, please roll a reflex to see if you can grab him. That's my worst skill. You'll have to be fast, because this is this would be a hard check. That's my, that's my, worst, that's my worst saving throw. Not your worst roll, though. Not my worst roll. 23. For Charles Smith's reflex. I don't think that beats the DC. With that roll, though it is excellent, you see him beginning to run. You run up to the bars and try and grab at him. You clip his shoulder as he runs off to the side. But he doesn't seem to take notice of you at that moment. But Finnevir, as this other guard comes running around the corner, you can hear footsteps running from around that side. All right. If I can hear that, there's one visceral reaction, which would be jump into that, into the area in between Kelsey and Valen's walls. That's still viewable by the other guard. That's okay. Uh, he will just jump into the, just the gap part and then like five foot in. Okay. So are you going to attempt to do this stealthily or are you just going for speed? I don't know if you can stealthily jump. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's not well lit in here. I might get away with it. So that'll be my reasoning. I think I'll go for the stealthy approach. So with stealth, you move at half your speed. Yes. So go However, ahead. I should still be able to stealth in plain view as long as it's not well lit, right? Um, you're technically standing within the light of a brazier. I will let you do the stealth, but you're gonna it's going to be a hard check for that sure. because of where you are standing and this guard is basically coming around the corner as you're doing this. Okay. We're going to give it a shot anyway. Uh, yeah, that, that's a 23. Hey, that's what I got. Dang, that's still a really good roll for a seven you got. The same as Smoot's <laughs> reflex. Wow. Which wasn't enough. Okay, 
Finnevere, you begin trying to stealth your way into the hallway where Valen and Kelsey are. As you do so, this guard that comes around the corner that was near Charles spots you, and he shouts to the two guards, whose attention now turns towards you. You are in the hallway. You know, this feels a lot more intimidating with him not being Magic Finnevere. Three <laughs> guards before? Nah, no problem. He's basically... Quentin's dying. He's like, no. I have a soft plan. The guards begin moving their way towards you. This is kind of more like a chase than anything at this moment. Yeah, chasing him down a dead end. It's going to end very abruptly. We're going to do one action per person at this point. I think that's just going to make this a little bit faster. Yeah, I I just need to know, is Kelsey and Valen looking out for all this? Are they asleep? If 30 minutes have passed, they're not asleep. They're just standing there looking at you. What are you doing, Finn? Uh, I think he's trying to get us out. That's what he's doing. Uh, He will make eye contact with Valen. Finnevere would throw the key into uh, whatever gives me the best angle to get into Valen's cell. Okay. So you're just going to make a attack roll. Yep. Your range attack roll. Let's go. Hey, that's not too bad. (laughs) 33. You throw the key into Valen's cell. There is a audible clink as it lands in there. And it lands 15 feet away from Valen. Okay, and I see that we've already hit a snag here. Jaden, you've taken two actions by throwing that key after you've already moved. So, this is what's going to happen. The guard who is at your cell hasn't gotten to go yet. So, when the guard who is with Charles comes around the corner and shouts that you're over there, this guard turns towards you and begins to move towards you to try and grapple you. As you finish throwing this key, you do feel as this guard wraps his arms around you and you are now grappled. From up north, the guard who is out of your view comes around the pillar and you can hear the sound of manacles clanging as he moves towards you. Uh, hang on, that roll from the grapple. Um, I think you can't move as well. So I guess it's whatever it would take to do the restrained condition. I mean, you're already restrained by the grapple. Uh, yeah, just no, no. There's there's a clear difference there. No, that's critical success. Okay, sure, but he also critically succeeded. Oh, did he? With he got 33. A thirty-three. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like the jig is up, Finnevere. You've been recaptured, and they're gonna put those manacles right back on you. It was short-lived, champ. Sorry, there was nothing I could do. Oh no, my turn. I could, I could wrench free and tumble <laughs> through and start running, which is what I'm gonna try to do. While handcuffed? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can you can try and do these things. Look, I'm a rogue. Handcuffs are more of an inconvenience than something that actually stops me. Listen, I'm a barbarian, and I th- and I thought walls were but a mere inconvenience, but apparently walls are actually solid. Yeah, that's what makes them walls. Unfortunate. I I had exactly one skill check to do something, and I failed. Yeah, I had like 18 skill checks to do something, and three of them failed. But they were the three that kind of mattered. I mean, Finn, if you want to keep going with that, that's fine. Uh, Remember, with restrained, you are invoked into the immobilized and off-guard conditions, which means uh, in order to break out of those, you would need to make an escape check. And probably I think you have to break the manacles because you can't necessarily use escape on them. Off-guard, you're distracted or otherwise are unable to focus your full attention on defense. You take a minus two circumstance penalty AC. And then the immobilized, you can't use any action with the move trait. Yes, I can only take the escape or force open 
traits, or sorry, actions. So if that's all their actions, I'm gonna- uh, That's not all their actions. The guard that is coming from Charles Smooth's direction begins to move towards you. And he has enough movement where he peeks down the hallway since he saw you throw something there. Uh, and you can kind of see that Valen moves quickly to recover and hide the key. And let me roll his deception. I also so don't know. I don't think his deception's very good. He's a very honest guy. What can I say? He's a politician. He's got to learn to lie. Oh, I lied. He can actually lie. Yeah, exactly. He's a politician. He's an expert in deception. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I mean, he was under a false identity when we met him. Finn, as you are being grabbed, you see as Valen seems to saunter his way over, leaning up against the bars, and you see as he tries to cover the key with his foot, but it seems that he steps on it, and there's like a very obvious crunching sound as he does so. The guard that walked up last seems to look down the hallway, and you can tell that there is a suspicious look in his eyes. I will try to escape using the escape action. There are currently three guards that are all just lined up next to each other in front of you. Uh, 20. Mm-mm, not for their DC. He is, he is trying to wrench himself free. Okay, and at this point, I also think since the chase has ended, we'll forego the whole one action thing and just move with regular stuff. <laughs> Finnevere. You're going to get dragged back to your cell or you can go willingly because you can feel as they're starting to pull you away from this hallway. They never answered my question. I need to know if they also had a bed. Ah. You just see as the two guards that are currently trying to move you just look back and forth. Should we put them in the other cell? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's do it. I will not be demoted below first class. They get on either side of you and they lift you, begin walking you down the hall. My house's reputation will not allow this. What are your names, your badge numbers? I'll remember your eyes. They begin making their way down the hallway, carrying Finevere on under both arms, just starting to go past Charles Smoot. Which cell does it look, are they trying to put him in the cell immediately adjacent to Charles Smoot? Um, would you like to roll perception check? Yeah, I would love to, I would love to perception. 25. Can I see based on their trajectory what cell it looks like they're going to put him in? Oh, it definitely looks like they're going to put him right next to you. I could attempt the escape action now, which may open up possibilities. I, I think you shoving him into me and me grabbing him is probably your best bet. Well, I can't show. Or, Why now can't hear you me out him? here. You could just see what happens. We could just see what happens. I mean, we, that we sounds like a fun idea. Could have done nothing this entire time. That's true. You have plenty of options. There are I'm, all these options. I, I haven't. I'm not stopping you. There are just consequences to every action. Are you ready for consequences? I, I've been here for consequences this whole time. All right. Uh, you know what? Let, let's see some consequences. I, I, they, they just bring him to the cell, I assume. Sure. Okay. Finnevere, please give me your best. I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. Bye, Smooth. You're walking by Charles Smooth's cell. You see him. This cell better have a window. I will not be demoted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Best seats in the house. You got your word on that? What's your badge number? What? What's a badge number? What's your name? All right. You see, as this man that was to your right opens up the cell, you are shoved inside, and the other guard pushes you up against the wall, and they seem to 
Remove your old manacles and they lock you up with the other manacles against the wall. Wait, you could at least tell me if the other room had a desk. Well, you could have had a very nice room if you hadn't broken out. But these are the consequences. You have to live with them. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> they walk away. Tends to berries. Well, Smoot, I don't have a table anymore. Oh, well, welcome uh, to... Thank you for humbling yourself to the similar station of a slowly squalor over here. It doesn't take long before you begin to hear as the cell door that is beyond your view opens. And then there's a brief scuffle between two men, which is preceded by the distinctive sound of someone being punched a few times. And then there's silence, followed by the sound of the cell door opening and closing once again. Are there any words that can be made out during that? Sure. Or just sounds from our echoed angle? Um, there are definitely echoes of words. What's that you got there? Nothing. Nothing at all. Step aside. Back up to the wall. Back up. Back up. And essentially, it sounds like there is an argument that takes place in this regard. What's this? Okay. Planning an escape, are you? Well, I don't think so. Hmm. He critically succeeded on his perception check. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Vinevere, you bide your time. You are now chained to the wall. A prisoner. Yeah. Is this the infamy he was looking for? I'll never know. No, he got the infamy he was looking for. Okay. This is, this is after that. <laughs> you guys are in your cells for what seems like hours. You hear the roar of the crowd overhead which seems to die down as the hours go by. You hear as beasts are brought in and out of nearby cells. You don't hear many other people, though. The guard that you are familiar with, Charles, makes his rounds, watching both you, Finevere, and he looks at you, shakes his head, then continues walking. But as the hours go by, you finally hear... A different voice. Are you okay, Jaden? He is walking a fine line. Prestidigitation can be quite the annoyance. You can clean or sully <laughs> clothing. Are you you just poop yourself? I mean, there's that. No, he's gonna <laughs> no, make no, no, the no. other guy poop so, himself. So if you if you take something that's clean and use prestidigitation, it becomes you, you basically use something and it becomes dirty. If I sully my pants, I can sully, <laughs> I can transfer that to his. <laughs> if I poop myself, you do too. I can sully his trousers. <laughs> it doesn't require you to be in contact. Oh, it's, it's arranged. Quentin's done. He's like, <laughs> why is this the episode? Anyway, I don't, do you do this or? No, no, no. He's, he's just one bad comment away, but. He's fine now. He's at the you are right. <laughs> it is a few hours later at that point that you hear a voice that you are not familiar with echoing down the hall. We're the prisoners. All of them? No, no, the, the big one. The one that caused the entire ruckus in the first place. Oh, him. All right, yeah. Down this way. Huzzah. You hear as footsteps approach towards you. And around the corner, Charles, you see as one of the Red Guard and another man come around the corner. You see that the other man 
is dressed similar to the Red Guard, but is not wearing as many clothes. In fact, he looks like the gladiator that made eye contact with you earlier in the day. It's him, right? <sighs> yes. Night Revenant wants to see him. Well, get him out. Right, right away. So this Red Guard walks over to your cell, Charles. Sure. He unlocks the cell. All right. So this is where fun happens. Okay. I would like to make a perception check. How badly do you want to talk to this right uh, night revenant? Not very. I want to make a perception check. Um, looking at the weapons that the two individuals in front of me are carrying, and then I guess maybe a medicine check to determine their state of physical well-being. Okay. So you would like to make a perception check. Yeah, we'll start with that one. 15 total for Charles Smith. The one that is currently carrying the manacles seems to have a weapon holstered at his hip. The gladiator fellow does not seem to be carrying any weapons currently, but you can see that his hands are wrapped uh, and that he is wearing some pretty sturdy armor on his shoulders. Okay. Charles Smoot will just play along for the time being. Okay. The Red Guard opens your cell, walking over to you, pulling out a key to release you from the manacles, though at this point, he takes a very close look and realizes you have cinder blocks on the floor attached to your chains. You know, while I was here, I just I just figured I'd renovate a little bit, make it a little bit more cozy. Huh. You mind you mind taking these off? They've been a mild inconvenience. You see as there's a slight eye twitch, and he turns just slightly back towards the gladiator. You know, and he just goes and he begins to unshackle one at a time before placing one manacle back on. Just because I can, I would like to whisper so that only he can hear. I'm glad that these chains give you some semblance of confidence. Well, they're not right now. <laughs> <laughs> he clears his own throat, seeming to regain some semblance of control of himself. Vinifer, this would be a great time to sell this man's pants. <laughs> Vicious mother. What's the gladiator? I like him. No, no, no. I'm talking about the guard that's currently got me in chains. The I, I, I don't have to go right now. <laughs> I can't Maybe poop later. his pants. He, he's ready. Seraphia, sir. Speaking of troublemakers, do you want the other one? What? The other prisoner here. He's been causing quite the ruckus himself. Escaped from his cell once and are you telling me you can't handle? And he just looks, he kind of like walks very slowly over to yourself and and peeks in, turns back toward the guard. That? I, I, I give like a really uh, condescending look. Like, yeah, me, like not at the person who's like down talking me. I'm, I'm more or less saying like, yeah, I mean, me? I mean, oh, gosh, man. Uh, well, uh, this one may have made a key or found one and threw it to another cellmate and was trying to instigate a escape. <sighs> Fine. I'll take him to Night Revenant. And I'll gladly share how much of incompetent fools you all are. Uh, uh, w would you consider not telling him that? I'll consider having some mercy on you. It surprises me how you can't handle anything you are given. Ridiculous. This guard, who is now shaking in his boots, 
seems to just kind of quickly move to go around the corner. As he's like turning around to run the other direction, I just want Charles Smoot to be walking out of his cell, look down on the man and kind of like bump into him intentionally. (laughs) And he just runs. (laughs) Never gets old. Meanwhile, this gladiator fellow is just looking at you both. Seraphis, huh? Seraphius. We met before. No. I would assume the bout went well for you, seeing as you're back down here. Yeah, he's distinctly not cut into ribbons. He kind of chuckles <laughs> with a somewhat sarcastic smile on his face. <laughs> Made a bit easier thanks to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I soil all the fun? I think that was big red meat and scary. Charles and Finnevere, both of you notice that there's a slight twitch in his features, as though something about that statement bothered him. Hmm. But he doesn't answer that. And it is by this point that the other guard comes back with another set of manacles, walking over to Finnevere's cell and unlocks it. He walks in and does similar to what he did with Charles. Finnevere, you have a smirk on your face. No, 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 no. We keep this. We, we, we keep this clean. We, 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 had, we had our, our fun being dirty last time. I was going to say... Like, oh, not the fuzzy ones? Not my favorite card. So, he leads you out of your cell to this man, Seraphius, as you have heard his name. He looks at you both, shakes his head, and says, Come on, then. Right. We get to meet someone important, Mr. Smoot. The Knight Revenant. We we already met him. Oh, is that the red guy? Yeah, were you not paying attention when he, like, very proudly and boldly proclaimed his name in front of, like, thousands of adoring fans? Yeah, well, you know, a lot has happened since then. Finn, it's been, like, a couple of hours, and half of it, you had time sitting in your cell to reflect. It's been a lot for me. Charles Moon's dreaded stuff. He doesn't care. Okay, with Charles going ahead and Finnevere in between. Yeah, it's a shame. If we were behind, I would have done something. Stupid. No doubt. I I don't. No, no, no. no this no, is no. perfect if he wants to fart on it. <laughs> no, no, no. I we could all to... crop dust him and see if he f- succeeds on his fortitude. I would have tried to get my dagger on the way out. Okay. Charles Smoot, you are at the lead of this group and you are given instructions on where you need to go. You are going to pass by the cells of your comrades rather quickly where you're given very little time to even turn and spare a glance behind. And right before you leave the area, you eye the room that is on your right, where you recall your things having been thrown, where two wooden chests sit prominently um, on the inner portion of the wall, which you can see from the door or the open frame. So, we move on. Is there a kitty cat there? There is a cat sleeping on top of some hay, which is downstairs, but there is a very acrid scent of strong manure down here. And you can hear the breathing of some Toda in a cell far, far to your left down the hall. You find yourselves being led down these underground channels. Charles, you have some familiarity with the history of how the Colosseum was built, I'm assuming. You were a teacher of sorts. Biology, but still, you had to learn things. Benavir, this should be fun for you. You can see that there to your left, as you walk out from your holding cell area, there is a very large pulley system, which seems to be where the Toda was lifted up so that it could enter through the gate. To your right, as you're making your way down this hall, 
you see that there is an incline that probably leads to an entry directly into the arena. And as you are walking, you can roll a perception check. Okay. Would it be a survival check to memorize the path we take? So you won't roll survival now. You would roll survival later to recall. Yep. Oh, nat 20. 19 for Charles Smith. Karmic justice for Fedivir with a 34. Lovely. I hope this was an important perception check. <laughs> like, this could be relevant information. You hear the sound of voices down another cell block. Charles, you just hear mostly moaning, but Finevere, although you spent very little time near the men who are out during the arena fight with the Tota, you recognize some of the sounds being made seems to be from some of those men. Like the guards? No, the prisoners. Huh. The surviving oh. prisoners. Oh, man, we got survivors. You hear what sounds like at least three voices, and there is some slight whispering, and there seems to be a little bit of concern about their sentencing. And that's all you hear as you end up walking by this extra tunnel. Charles, you hear as Seraphius clears his voice. <clears throat> I want to thank you. For? For what you've done. Why is it that you appreciate it? Aren't you just like anyone else here? I have my reasons for being here, but I don't think you'll ever understand how much it meant to me. It would have meant more if it actually did any good. <sighs> yeah, I don't know exactly uh, how useful throwing my life into chains was, but we'll see how it all pans out. <laughs> well, like I said, no one else would have done this. You've certainly thrown your life away, but it's not for naught. You walk in silence for a little bit. You know, there was a time that all I knew about the Red Guard is that they were really orderly. There was a captain near near my hometown, around a tight ship, and I always wondered, do they have health benefits? What? Are there benefits, like, besides, you know, getting paid for serving? I just never heard anyone ask the real question of if you get health benefits working here. Well... Where I come from, it's not really an option. Not unless you know a doctor personally. Uh, but as a soldier of a well-off country, I've never got to see until now. The dental's uh, pretty good. Oh, the dental's pretty Oh, we finally know! <laughs> <laughs> so is that why you're here? Everyone has their reasons, you say? Well, you know, I have a molar that's kind of shifted, so... Baby, I'm not talking about you! Um... <laughs> <laughs> Can I roll a diplomacy to attempt to get more information out of this I, individual? I think that would be appropriate. Would be If you want more, roll a diplomacy, please. Certainly not my Can best. Can I aid another? You were going on about healthcare. Oh, yeah, but I'm good for a joke. I got M to laugh. So you ask him essentially to elaborate on why he's here. With a 22 for Charles Smith. Here specifically? In the arenas? Or with the Red Guard? Well, it seems as if you aren't exactly the most fond of their methodology. So why associate yourselves with them? You seem like a capable individual, and competent people tend to get compensated very well no matter where they are. Since you're facing away from him, you can feel that there's a hesitance in the response. And after a moment, he does answer. Originally, I was here for reasons of duty and honor, but things have changed. At least my perspective is. But you have to be careful who you say these things to. 
Your life could end easily if you haven't noticed. Well, you're saying them to someone who's probably a dead man, so I think you can rest assured. Right. <laughs> I'm only in this position because of my brother. Everything else was fine up until this point. You saved his life. Today. You see, the Red Kingdom doesn't like to have the potential of traitors in their midst. So, if you're a family with someone who's part of the Rebellion, you get tested. If my brother had survived the total fight on his own and there was no interference, I would have had to fight him and kill him. This gladiator work, I've done it here and there. It's interesting, but this is one of Revenant's favorite ways of punishing those who are affiliated in any way. Your brother's cell wouldn't happen to be my original, would it? I don't know which cell you are in. Unfortunate. Like I said, affiliation can put you in danger. Me visiting my brother could make me look like I'm on their side. I have to be careful, and I advise you to be careful what you say to Revenant. I don't know what he wants you for, but he's interested in you. And he is definitely directing this at you, Charles. And you, little one. Best keep your mouth shut. Be invisible if you can. Man, I don't have Hellcat stealth. He just kind of, like, chuckles. He's not expecting you. <laughs> well, I'm honored. He'll puff his chest up a little bit. That's not a good thing. So, you walk for a good ten minutes until you start noticing that you are heading up another incline up a set of stairs. Um, does the name Elizabeth ring a bell to you? Do you know how many Elizabeths there are in this city? Well, the only reason I mention is whoever was in my cell before seemed to be fairly fulfilled in their, their duties. Whatever they did before being captured, they seemed to value as highly important. I didn't know if there'd be any comfort to you. Did she take the rum? You know what? You know, we're going full send it with this guy. I like this guy. I like the cut of his jib ever since I saw him when we walked in. Uh, whatever he got caught for, apparently he had managed to get something away from the Red King that would be dearly missed. I have a keen tact for reading in between the lines very carefully. And this thing would be... No, didn't say. Just that whatever it is that he took was worth his life. Do you have the note? No, it's still in the cell. So you left evidence of something the Rebellion has in the cell? Well, the other thing I took didn't make it very far, so I'm probably doing them a favor at this point. Right. Anyway, here we are. You are led into what appears to be a chamber of sorts, which you learn quickly is the dignitary chamber of the Coliseum. Essentially the place where the order and any of their important guests would sit during events at the Coliseum. See, Smoot, now this is the red carpet that we were waiting for. <clears throat> and yet I feel like Kelsey and Valen might be in a better place. Oh, they're missing out. It's a place for dignitaries. Look, they even have padded seats. And I really think that this might be the place where our head is removed from our shoulders. I don't see any head-removing tools. Besides your biceps, uh-huh. You're awfully chipper about this entire experience, pal. It's a coping mechanism. Let me cope. As you climb the stairs into this dignitary chamber, an unsettling aura begins to lick at your senses. The weight of your chains becomes oddly apparent to you, and your feet drag as a familiar sensation begins barreling down upon you. Dread. 
Rich crimson and ebony fabric drape elegantly over the entryway, leading into the antechamber, where polished bronze braziers flicker, casting dancing shadows over intricate stonework, and your nose is filled with the scent of woody smoke and spiced meats, wafting from a nearby room to your left. But in this room that you've entered into, initially, to your right, just above what is a small table, you see a window, but it is very clear that you are supposed to be walking to your left, but you're given a moment to linger in this room. Are we still only being watched by the one guy? Yeah, he's the one guy that's behind you watching. You can roll a perception check if you would like. Is the entranceway we're supposed to enter directly on the side opposing the window? I would say about 10 feet from where you were standing to the right side of where you are, there is a window. You would have to walk closer to it to get a look at what it is looking at. To your almost direct left, though, as you come up the stairs is an entryway that leads into the next room. He is real distracted by the smell of that food. No, we didn't get something to eat after we... (laughs) Charles Smoot, juxtaposing Finnevere's roll with a natural 20 for a total 33 on his perception check for this room. We make quite the pair. Quite the pair. Finnevere, your stomach is so loud. Mm. It's all you can focus on. You hunger. Is that Wagyu? With my natural 20 on my perception, do I overhear anything from the next room over? You don't hear any voices. You do hear the slight movement of armor. And in addition to the woody scent that fills your nose, you also catch a distinctly sweet aroma that contrasts the smell of the meats. Charles Smoot proceeds to go to his obviously intended destination, making his way left into the dignitaries' quarters, assuming that this is where Order Knight Revenant is waiting for him. Entering into this chamber, you see that there is a table, a very large table that is lined with food, pork, chicken, varieties of fruits, and other delicious and succulent meals. But Charles, you make note of a sensor that is situated by the edge of the table. It seems to be releasing an incense, which you recognize as the sweet aroma that you smelled earlier. And for some odd reason, as you enter into this room, you feel relaxed and calm, open to conversation. But to your right, as you walk in, you see essentially standing next to a throne of sorts is Night Revenant. He remains fully covered by his armor, still with that distinct helmet on. And as you enter, his presence requires you to make a will save. Not Charles Smoot's worst saving throw. Though historically, he doesn't like rolling too well with it. Hey! 25 for Charles Smoot. 31. Uh, This aura's old news. I'm too hungry to be scared. Revenant just seems to turn his head towards you, tilting it slightly. He gestures for you to come in. Though, looking at you, Finevere, as you follow in behind Charles, and he looks to Seraphius behind you who walks in. An unexpected guest. What is this one doing here? Seraphius seems to shift uncomfortably with this pointed question, and his eyes dart to you and then back to the ground. He was also an instigator in the situation. The thought we could knock out two birds with one stone. 
Beyond that, I'll let him explain. Oh, you'll, you'll let him tell you. Yeah. What are you doing here, Finn? I also love how Seraphius says, be invisible. <laughs> but the first thing he does is throw Finnevere under the bus. <laughs> yeah, I know. Be invisible. But hey, I'm going to point you out directly to the person that I want to not notice you. To be fair, Revenant did ask. <laughs> I really want to say I'm here for the food and then take a turkey leg and telekinetic projectile towards my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> clearly I'm That's here. That's what because I really want to do in this moment. Clearly I'm here because your incompetent guards did not bring me the greens I requested. <laughs> oh, Charles Smoot need a chaperone for his day? Like, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Revenant yeah, doesn't we... even wait for you to give an answer at this point. He just says, Ah, incompetence. I swear. Bring another plate, I guess. And he waves off Seraphius kind of just turns back and goes back into the other room momentarily. Charles, you see that there is a empty plate currently in front of one of the chairs. I'm supposed to stay invisible. So my my Spider-Man quips are just gonna sit here at the moment until things require a coping mechanism. Keep my copium in a bag here. Seraphius comes back, places a plate at another seat at the table. Finn will take that seat. Finn, you immediately walk over and take the seat. He smiles. Seravius, please, remove them manacles. We won't be needing those here. And he does come over, taking off the manacles that are on your hands, giving you some freedom. Please, eat. And what do we owe this honor? Do you treat all of your prisoners so wonderfully before they are to be executed? <laughs> no. Do not look a gift horse in the mouth smooth. Bindig's in. Okay, it's like a buffet style, so it's all spread out around the table. No, he's going on the meat and the greens. The meat and the, the actual greens. There's lots of green beans. Yeah, fruit's the finish. No, no. You are my honored guest tonight. So, tell me, what is your name? Ah, Charles Smoot. I suppose I should refer to you as Order Knight Revenant. <clears throat> you may call me Revenant. Wow, you're on a first name basis. For now. Let's get down to business, shall we? I only assumed that's why we were here. Speaking of which, I need you both to roll a will save. Another one! Ba -ba -da -bow. Another one. Oh! Karmic justice. Not 20. 16 for Charles Smith. Okay. There's poison in here. I'm too hungry to be poisoned. The will save? Magic poison. Charles, as you get yourself situated in your seat, chair, seat, seat, the sweet aroma from the sensor fills your nose, almost intensifying. You feel strongly compelled to tell the truth. Besides, you know, the social convention of strongly being implied to tell the truth. You cannot tell any deliberate lies while within the range of this effect. Charles Moon hasn't lied yet, so I know. we're off to a good start. And then for Finevere, you are, and both of you will be at a minus four penalty to tell lies in general, though. Wonderful. Now that we are all familiar with each other, let me ask you this. What reason did you jump into the pit? I saw before my eyes the horrendous atrocity of people being slaughtered by animals, and I wished for them to live. 
And he thinks for a moment and then turns to Finnevere. And for you as well. My injuries were not so noble. I jumped in because my friend jumped in and then he was in danger. Ah, a fool then. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm incorrect. not going to disagree. Then he could tell if I could lie. Are you? Because uh, I'd be lying. Well, you criti- critically succeeded. Yeah, you aren't under the... You succeeded your will save against Zone of Truth, it would appear. Yeah, well, if I said that I wasn't a fool, I'd be obviously lying. <laughs> so I need to keep that under wraps. <laughs> Pretty staunch spell. So I have two fools then. Tell me, Charles, what do you think of the Red Guard? I think I've seen your kind before. Individuals who are ruthlessly efficient, pointed deliberately at what they desire that won't let anyone or anything stand within their way. Yes. Wonderful. I do prefer that we remain very forthright with our goals and ideals, putting feelings aside. And you, little man. You got great healthcare. <laughs> what do I think of the Red Gun? I think I don't know a whole lot. I've heard a lot of stories. I've heard some very attractive tales about your wealth and technological advancements. I had a dream of venturing out here to become a merchant ever since I was a child. He just seems to scoff at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a buzzword, isn't it? Ugh, merchant. He looks back at you, Charles. I'm glad you understand that this kingdom is about getting what we want. And what I want, Charles, is you. Well, I would say take me out to dinner first, but it looks like you've already done that. Mom, don't teach them. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad dinner, then. Oh, sorry. Finn says that, like, oh yeah, I wasn't supposed to speak. I'm supposed to be invisible. Now answer me this. Do you understand the crimes you have committed? I think that's a good question that Smoot needs to answer for himself. (laughs) Do you really understand the crimes you committed? I suppose not, as the legality of one's actions are all but a matter of perspective. Crimes according to whom? You? Your government? Who's really the arbiter of right and wrong here? You would be incorrect. It is objective. The king is the law, and I am merely the enforcer. You see, what you interrupted today was a sanctioned execution of rebels. You committed acts of treason and sedition, both punishable by death, both requiring a trial. However, as the king's enforcer, I am given certain liberties. I see great potential in you, Charles. Great use. You could serve the kingdom. Put all of that talent, that raw power to use for us. Historically speaking, my allegiance has been that of expedient self-value. However, I will say that uh, my morals aren't exactly unscrupulous. I... While I admire the earnesty and orderly nature of the Red Kingdom, I must say I don't exactly know what their true motives are. And it is hard to give one's loyalty 
when you don't understand what you're fighting for. Yes. We fight for the prosperity of the Red Kingdom. We fight to exert force and power over those who would oppose us, approve threats to the security of this nation, of this empire. What do you know of the Seekers? They are wonderfully antithetical to you in numerous ways. A disorderly ragtag, eclectic bunch of individuals, all scrambling for power, all with their own ideals and goals. Though I would like to think that the ones I have aligned myself with thus far at least have altruistic intentions. You can see that his head sort of tilts slightly. And what is your affiliation with the Seekers? Is that an open statement or a personal statement, did it not seem? Originally. Would Finn jump in? Yeah, 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 no, this is the, if there was a time, this is it. We bumped into them on numerous occasions and have worked together and travel. We fought alongside some to fight a dragon or worm thing, more accurately. Wyvern, it had wings and scales. I don't honestly know what it's called. Uh, Finnevere, you're going to need to roll your deception. So, accounting for the minus four, that's an 18. You're doing a very bad job of being invisible. Hey, listen, he's trying to prevent things from happening, too. Karmic justice. Yeah, it's coming for my crits. Coming around full circle. Finnevere, roll. Can you roll your secret uh, sense motive for me, please? So, okay. Eyeball. Let's go. Finnevere, you can feel that the tension in the room grows, as does this knight's annoyance. As you can see that his body sort of tenses a little, and he puts his hands on the table, leaning in towards you. You speak as the bishop does. I don't like that. I don't like flowery words or deceit. Watch yourself. He'll nod as in, like, a yes sir type. He looks back towards Charles. I'm trying to remember his question. What is your affiliation with the Seekers? Or are we on to new question? You could try and move the conversation on, on your own. Yeah, you could ask him if they have dental. <laughs> it is one of expediency, a means to my own end. It was a relationship that I forged in order to obtain connections, which I was severely lacking at the time. And what is it that you seek? There are a lot of things that are out of place in this world. And I would like to put everything back together the way it should be. Then perhaps you are the right man for this job after all. Join us. I can stay your punishment. We can turn this all around to benefit the Red Kingdom. You're very astute in your assessment. As far as competency goes, I'm an individual who can do many jobs. The question is, to which job are you referring? Breaking into the vault at Wolf's Lodge. You see, that place has been well protected, a thorn in our side for many, many years. We need into the vault, as ordered by our king. Earlier you asked me a really interesting question. You queried me of what I know about the Seekers. Question is, what do you, you really know? Poor guy. Okay. Oh, he fell prey to his own zone of truth spell. I mean, it's meant to be like this. He doesn't, he doesn't like lies, yeah, regardless. He, does, he doesn't seem the shy type. 
And when you're that strong... You don't really need to be. You don't need to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go up to the bishop and say, you suck. Oh, no, don't worry. He goes up to the bishop all the time. <laughs> you suck! Bastard. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, he hates the bishop. Snake-tongued weasel. I mean, the bishop's the diplomacy. This guy's the muscle. The bishop is this guy's finnevere, which is why they don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for many years they have been collecting these relics, artifacts of a previous world. These artifacts may be dangerous, however, they aren't something that the king wants, and I intend to get it for him. As I mentioned earlier, the morality of one's actions tends to be based off of perspective. I frequently find that individuals who perceive others to be their enemies, merely misunderstand the situation. You said previously that one of the core driving forces behind the Red Kingdom is its self-preservation and prosperity. And I'm sure you're great at conquering people and nations and land, but I don't know how well you handle a blight, for there is a blight in this world, one which many have turned a blind eye to. I don't think the Seekers are your enemy as much as you think them to be. Some of them certainly are greedy, but like I said, they're a rather eclectic bunch. Some of them are trying to altruistically not just save the Red Kingdom, but this entire continent. <laughs> what care I for their altruistic deeds? Well, at the very least, you seem to be an individual who relishes power and your ability to enforce that power on others beneath you. It's hard to have individuals to enforce power on when they all are dead and this continent has withered away, consumed by the Darkwood. Roll of diplomacy. Character who's not supposed to talk! 25 for Charles Smoot's diplomacy. That might be Smoot's best diplomacy this campaign. That is quite po that, that is almost the best I could have possibly have gotten. <laughs> 27 was the max. He sits down, not in the large chair. Strangely enough, he seems to take the lower seat nearby, leaning against his hands, bringing them up to his helmet as he seems to think. All the more reason to break into the vault, then. What the king seeks will fix everything. Well, then, perhaps our interests are genuinely not disaligned. What is it exactly that the king hopes to achieve with this idol? What does he believe it is capable of? He believes to right a wrong, as far as I'm aware. It is an ancient relic, an artifact of great power. I am here to be my king's strength, to be his arm. Let the bishop do the thinking. Can you at least know what wrong he is attempting to right? It is not my place, but I respect the king greatly. His strength is unlike any others I have ever met. Even greater than you, Charles. I serve my king, and I obey his commands, and he has commanded that we break open the vault and retrieve this artifact. This seems like it's only gonna go down one of two ways. Way number one. All right, 
When do we leave? Oh, well, to prove your allegiance, kill Fenivir. Or B, all right, when do we leave? It's like, oh, you leave tonight. But guess what? We're going to keep your friends hostage. And that's why we know you won't uh, won't abandon us. Because we know you're an absolute sap that jumped and threw his life away in the Coliseum. Finn looks very bothered. Finn would be finished his fill of his food. He's just kind of playing with the bones. He smiles, but his legs like bouncing up and down. Can Charles Smoot walk over to this table? Charles Smoot, you see in the left-hand corner, there is another table there. It seems to have a map on it. It seems you are free to get up and walk around the cabin for now. Charles Smoot would get up and walk over to this other table, not necessarily actually caring about its contents whatsoever, even though it does look like it's an atlas of this continent. He would kind of, no, he would look at it somewhat contemplatively, thinking about everywhere he's been, everywhere he's yet to scour on the globe for his answers. Revenant, I don't know if you noticed through my actions, as I am a generally fairly straightforward individual myself, but I don't particularly care much for my own life, so long as I get what I want. So, imprison me, torture me, kill me. What good is me helping you if it doesn't really benefit me? Your king is looking to right some large wrong that has happened in his reality. And I am trying to right a wrong that has been existent in mine. I understand you're not exactly the thinking man, the diplomat of sorts, but what know you of the organization called Mother? He tilts his head for a moment. There's a pregnant pause. I do not personally know much of this Mother, but likely the bishop would. I'm trying to remember. What does my red laser pointer point to? You mean the artifact? Yeah, that I found in Raylun. Oh, God, you're asking me all the way from back then? Yeah, that's when what I'm saying. Revenant here is saying that they have, like, if he's enlisting our help. You triangulated it to the area around Taija. Oh, pointed at Taija? Generally the lower half of the continent. Okay, so not in the direction of the Darkwood. So then whatever this is to could very well be to something inside Taisha instead. <sighs> a pity. Here I thought someone of your status might be slightly more informed, but uh, alas, it would seem as this organization is as mysterious and elusive as it has been all this time. Well, certainly me being either dead or imprisoned indefinitely doesn't suit my interests. So what would the next steps be? If you were to join us? Well, you see that all of the other choices really are non-options, so I, I would have to say yes. He chuckles. Oh, you have plenty of options, Charles. But as you said, you're not in a position to really choose what you truly want. Perhaps we can get you there someday. For now, a staying of any sentencing. If you prove yourself working as a mad dog for the Red King, I'm certain you would receive a pardon for your crimes. Specifically for the next steps, you'd be taken to the barracks. You'd be outfitted, and from there, we would move you directly to Wolf's Lodge. And what of my company? What of them? Well, 
while I certainly have my strengths, I am not that without them. They round me out, you see, and tend to have the ability to curb some of my less than appealing shortfalls, some of which unfamiliar individuals may not so well handle. If I were to go, what would happen to them? Again, another very long pause. They would go to trial and receive their sentencing. Yeah, I think the the be invisible thing is not really panning out here. So why don't we put all the cards on the table? As you've probably ran through the lines, we've allied with Seekers because we've been Seekers. We have badges, although not on us, they're elsewhere in the city. If there's something you need, I don't doubt that we'd be able to get it. We can be very determined when motivated. (laughs) What have I need for you when I have him? If you're both Seekers, he would be all I need. Sure. That's what you'd think. This, Smoot here, is a lot like you. Absolutely incredible when it comes to brute force. But when it comes to the flowery words of the bishop, he is sorely lacking. Do you think that you'd be able to get in so close to a vulnerable area through the same brute force you're expecting, or do you think that would take a bit more tact? That is what I can supply. (laughs) I think there's a misunderstanding. Wolf's Lodge is abandoned. There is no one there, save for the Red Guard. But perhaps it's not diplomacy or lacking, but cunning. That I am not in short supply either. So maybe able to make quick work of your your shackles down there. Roll of diplomacy. Yeah, I was... Tr- I, like, see, Jaden, I thought of saying what you said. I just thought it would be a terrible idea. I don't think this is the type of individual who wants to be told he can't do things and then also be compared to someone who he absolutely explicitly loathes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see, he doesn't like flowery words, so I'm going to give him what he wants. I'm not going to stop. This train has left the station. (laughs) So politely, natural crit. What's your total, please? Oh, uh, 35. Thank you. Here's the problem. It's not that he doesn't believe that you aren't, like, you aren't cunning. He doesn't like that. Well, that's what he needs. And if he wants to get what he wants, this is what he needs. So he's either going to suck it up or he's probably going to fail. No, here's the thing. What you said was more along the lines of, I'm smart and that's why you should keep me around. Yeah. He does not like you, though. (laughs) Well, he already didn't like me, so time to get comfortable with that. Uh, but so if he doesn't like me, then time to use a bit of cunning of his own. It was always coming to this. Yeah. Fine. If you want to be like the bishop so bad, I'll assure you that you can meet with him and try your hand at convincing that devil of your little schemes. Much obliged. If you don't ask, you can't receive. Yeah. So if I don't say something, my request cannot be granted. However, if I request and they can determine that what I'm asking for is of value to me, they could then weaponize that against me. Also, Finnevere's here, which makes it so awkward. I can't, it's really hard to throw people under the bus when they're standing right next to you. (laughs) No, 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 no. I mean, I don't see a universe where this 
doesn't split the party. Unless I just say, oh, hell nah. And then we all go back in the dungeons. And then we try and break out from there. Right? Oh, I mean, there's the dungeons and the trial and all that jazz. He's only interested in you going to Wolf. Correct. You know, there's a chance, as meager as it may, if the Red King was honest with this guy and this guy was honest with us, we may even wanted to help him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's kind of a, you know, Bishop's probably tripping things up, darn Bishop. I don't completely disagree with my colleague here. However, I disagree with who he believes will actually be useful in this endeavor. Excuse me. <laughs> Finnevir likes to flatter himself a little too much. There is an individual who is of great value to me and of absolutely no value to you. I will go on this quest as you deem it and be your Red King's mad dog. But I want the girl you currently have imprisoned, Kelsey. She is just a common folk to you. She has no greater meaning. These other two, however, I'm sure you can find use for. Okay, roll diplomacy. Twelve total for Charles Smith. If I thought jumping under the bus would help, I'm prepared to jump. But it would, it would, like, we would have to run over Valen multiple times. Jaden, <laughs> I don't think you understand. I had an entire conversation with M about how I am ready to projectilely launch you and Valen under an 18-wheeler. <laughs> If push comes to shove. Oh, yeah. By the way, we got a noble son. Yeah, exactly. And a prince. I want you to understand, I actually had a conversation with M where I told her, I believe Finnevere is actually more useful of a bargaining tool than Valen. Oh, because money and useless prince. Um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll probably elaborate on it here in a second. Um, so, yeah, what is um, what's his response to my, my lovely 12? Please roll that um, sense motive for me. Oh, yeah. I feel like this has turned out utterly abysmally for me. My my poor roles have given me quite literally the worst outcome that I foresaw, which I don't particularly like. And I feel like my roles have been consistently bad, so I don't even know that I got the bad outcome, which is the worst, worst outcome. He sits there, still, for a long moment, thinking. No. It sounds to me as if she is a weakness to you. I cannot have that weakness wandering around. I think it shall stay right where it is. Well, at the very least, he didn't hide the fact that he's a dick, which is what I was worried about, right? I was worried that he was going to be a dick, but I also wouldn't know, and I really hate not knowing. <laughs> so, I, like, I appreciate his candor. Charles Smoot has been somewhat, at the very least, cordial and composed up until this point as nothing has inherently deviated into an uncomfortable realm until this point. This specific topic has him agitated visibly. Keep her if you must, but let me assure you that if you found me unruly today, if anything were to happen to her, you will find me to be significantly more troublesome. Are you attempting an intimidate here? That's the only skill I could possibly think would be associated with that state. It's certainly not a diplomacy. So go ahead. I don't think intimidating 
is going to work very well on this individual. 21 total with a median roll of 10. Very mediocre roll with that. I mean, historically speaking, that's one of the highest rolls I've had tonight, so. Puppy barks. <laughs> the statement still stays the same. Yeah, pretty raw. Oh, believe me, I know. But believe me when I say my ire will be far greater if we do not get this artifact. So, Charles, it is time for your decision. Yes or no? I think it seems as if we've come to an understanding. Which way is the barracks? Wonderful. Saragus, please have this one escorted to the barracks and... He looks at you, Finn. Take him to the cathedral, I suppose. Yes, sir. Uh, I may prove to be more useful to you all, not attempting to downplay the quality of your equipment, but I have grown quite accustomed to my own gear. Not just that which I came in with, but that which I have also stowed away. Would it be at least amenable if I could procure it? Very well. You may do so. As long as Seraphius goes along with you. I have no calm in this matter. Looks like, uh, the mad dog has a leash. Let's go. So, you two are ushered out of this chamber, back down the stairs. And as you are going down, Seraphius sort of stops momentarily. I'm sorry for all of that. Honestly, not the worst situation I've ever been in. The close second. I mean, yeah, it definitely makes the top 10 greatest hits, but have you ever been stuck in rush hour traffic while your child's been born? I don't think so, Finnevere. What? What? I was talking to me when all hell broke loose. All my stuff got burned. Oh, yeah, that really sucked to be you. And we lost our friends. So I have to take you all the way to the cathedral, and where are, where are your things? Uh, I'm really terrible with names. Half of them uh, are in the dungeon. Very, very small minority of them. Uh, and all of my things that would probably have got me thrown in the dungeon if they were found, I believe, are... What was the, what was the name of the tavern? It was like the closest place we could find. I, I literally don't remember the name. We came in the, the like middle south gate in the southern district. We stopped at a place that sold tea... Granny's Tea and Tavern or something. Mrs. Potts. Oh, yeah, sure. I know the place. Listen, I know that there are a lot of things happening. You could easily run if you wanted to. I don't know if you overheard what my general moral compass tends to align with. I'm an individual who strives to right things that have been wrong. If I run, significantly more things will go wrong in this world. So, the option is clear. Put your head down and go to work. Right. He seems somewhat dejected by that as well. And he begins leading you back down to go get your things, what little there were. Can Finn kind of, like, gesture to Smoot? Yeah, you can gesture. Can I see it? <laughs> My wristband? Yeah. Oh. Oh, is that what you're gesturing about? Yeah, it's the only thing I have besides the deck of cards. It's not true. You have a poop smeared shirt. No, that's clean. Okay. I, I it's I got a smeared uh 
blanket in my... Oh, room. there you go. Schmear. Yeah. So, sullied. So you're gesturing towards Smooth? Yeah, he's like, <clears throat> you could take this. Honestly, bud, I'm not sure what that is. Also, on top of that, I don't know how useful it would be for me. Whatever it is, I'm sure you make good use of it. And he, uh, I don't, while I vaguely have an idea of what lays before me, I have absolutely no idea what awaits you. You might need every tool at your disposal. Well, whatever happens, we'll see each other again. That would be the general sentiment of it all, wouldn't it? To elaborate, there's only one reason why I wouldn't run. And Revenant was keen to pick up on it. I run. I escape. I have no doubt of it. I'll bash the skull in of anyone who tries to stop me. But you will always be able to tug on my leash. As Kelsey still remains here. You said earlier today, I saved someone you cared about. I don't know what sway you have here, but if you have any sympathy for my plight, save the one that I care about. Please, try and help Kelsey. Roll diplomacy? 24 total for Charles Smith. He doesn't turn back to you as you all continue walking, but he sort of pauses for a moment, just in like the verbal conversation you've been having, and he then just glances back. My brother mentioned he's still here. I still have to worry about him, but if I do anything, there's a chance that they will kill him and I won't have any opportunity to do anything. But there is someone in the city who might be able to help. I think his name is John. You, you're seekers, right? I think, I think he's a seeker like you. Travis, it just so happens I have a real love-hate relationship and am very acutely familiar with the individual you speak of. Oh. Either this man plays five-dimensional chess <laughs> or is solely deserving of a stake through his heart. With what my brothers told me with the stories about this man is he does work with the rebellion. Um helps a lot of people get out of the city. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to help my brother. But if you are friends with him and you already know him... What is your brother's name? Antonius Thorm. In the off chance, my position leverages the chance to help him again. Which... What were his features? Tan skin. Somewhat scrawny. Currently missing a hand. Dark hair. Dark eyes. Alright, all cards on the table here, Sir Abias. Me requesting a favor from John Xavier, I might, one, have to bite my own tongue in the process of doing it, and two, it's going to be really hard to do that after I punch him in the face, which is the very first thing I'm going to be doing after I see him. Uh, uh, all right, I... Uh, uh, maybe another round. Um, well, you just pray to God that I'm not the one who sees him first, Vinavir. You know, I haven't given much thought to prayer before. <laughs> it, it tends to be very reflective and meditative. It's good for the soul. You, you give me pause. <laughs> you know, this really was the last thing on my mind until you mentioned the bastard's name. But I've also heard a lot of rumors, and you seem like a well-informed individual who at least is somewhat empathetic to our situation. I don't know if this is 
too much information, or if you would even have any idea about what I'm talking about. Have you heard about the rumor of the King's Bride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, all all the the loose threads are kind of being woven together right now. Somewhat. Mostly rumors from old ladies walking around in hat shops. Well, now, if uh, my intuition is correct, and I generally like to go with my gut, the reason why I would slug John Xavier is because I believe he kidnapped a close friend of mine and maybe as a bargaining tool, presented her to the Red King. He just looks at you confused. All I know is what my brother told me about this man. And I know from what he said is that this John fellow might be able to help you. But if he's wronged you, I don't know what else. It's fine. A moral quandary. Perhaps solely for me to digest. Saravius, Revenant seems like a fairly cut and dry individual. How much time do you think I have before we need to make headway out to a slodge? Until the morning. Go down to the barracks, get equipment, stop at Mrs. Potts. Do you think we'd be able to find John before there? We would need to leave? You'd have to ask my brother. I don't know where he is normally. I think I might know someone who does. Let's stay the course. Let's head to Mrs. Potts' taverns and tea. And you all get ready to gather your things and head to Mrs. Potts. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. Lots of intense emotions and decision-making. I can see everyone's brain is hurty. Pieces are falling into place and also being knocked over. Pawns are being used. Quentin looks absolutely done with this. Jaden's going to have an interesting time, I think, with the bishop stuff. We're, we're tackling parts of the story in very interesting ways, and I look forward to see what happens myself. All right. So thank you, families, for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. We're so glad that you could join us, and we hope you'll stick around for the next release, which should be next next week. But, of course, we want to give big thank you and shout out to Michael Gelfi of Michael Gelfi Studios, Monument Studios, and the various artists of Epidemic Sounds who allowed us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. So thank you, guys, and make sure you're following us on our Discord. Join us there, because that's where we do, like, all of our talking. All right? So, I guess we'll see you next, next week on The Gate Chronicles. Bye-bye. Bye, guys! Bye.